This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For cables, connectors, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And buy the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number 40. Last man standing producer John Amadeo, NN6JA, recorded live on Thursday, November 17th, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight we'll be joined by John Amadeo, NN6JA the producer of the ABC television hit comedy Last Man Standing. And we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week, we had Open Lines Thursday. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or you can catch it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, or YouTube. So get your questions ready to go about Last Man Standing. And after the introduction, you can give us a call. Uh, we'll let you know when the time is uh, right to give us a call. But you'll call us on Skype at Ham Talk Live, or you can call us by telephone. And that number is 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. You can also go ahead and tweet questions now uh, via Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive. And uh, we'll be checking that throughout the show. So I'll be back with John right after this word from the Ham Station right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by the Ham Station. For over 37 years, the Ham Station has sold new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to hams everywhere. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham Station carries all the major brands like Icom, Yezu, and Kenwood, and they have a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, and Amplifiers by Mirage and Ameritron, Kushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online ordering is at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373 to place an order and talk it over with the experts. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. At Ham Talk Live, we have a million-dollar request guarantee. You give us a million dollars, and we'll do a show about whatever ham topic you request. Guaranteed. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. The ham station has you covered for both new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 
or go to hamstation.com and tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can listen on the archive that's on the website at hamtalklive.com or you can download it from most of those podcasting websites. Originally from Long Island, John started an amateur radio as a Tech Plus in the early 1970s, quickly upgrading to general class. He moved to Los Angeles in the early 1980s, where he ultimately upgraded to Extra and changed his call to NN6JA. John has worked in the entertainment industry as an editor, director, and producer for the past 30 years. He's produced familiar shows like Titus, Arrested Development, Samantha Who, and Sports Night. And he's currently producing Last Man Standing, starring Tim Allen, which is now in its sixth season on ABC and is nationally syndicated. On the show, Tim Allen's character, Mike Baxter, is a ham radio operator. And all the radio equipment you see on the set is real and working. And over the show's six seasons, a member of or a number of the staff and crew have become licensed and often use the show radios to get on the air. So, John, thank you so much for taking time out to come on Ham Talk Live. Well, hi, Neil. Thank you for having me on Ham Talk Live. It's nice to be on a show that I actually listen to and enjoy. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in and, and for joining us. So tell us a little bit about how um, Tim Allen's character, Mike Baxter, uh, came to be a ham radio operator in the show. Well, thanks for asking. You know, that came about really organically in that um, the first time I met with Mr. Allen and we talked about his character, Mike Baxter, and then he wanted him to be a man's man, you know, a hunting, camping, fishing, backpacking kind of a guy. And, uh, of course, these days, when you do any kind of an activity, even outdoor activities, there's some amount of technology that comes along with it. Tim himself is a, a big believer in technology, and he loves radios, and he loves cell phones and computers and stuff. And he surprised me by saying, Mike Baxter is a bit of a survivalist, and he would have radio equipment. To, and, of course, I went like, hmm, radio equipment? What do you mean by that, Tim? And he said, you know, ham radio. And I said, well, as it turns out, I've been a ham for a really long time, and if you want Mike Baxter to be a ham radio operator, I can totally hook you up and make a ham radio theme for the show. So we did that, and as you said, we didn't just do it as a prop for the show. We made it real. So uh, I think you know we can talk more about that, but that's sort of an aspect of this show that I believe is the first time anyone's ever done real ham radio on a TV show. Yeah, now we were talking uh, a little bit uh, before the show about there's been ham radio done in in some different shows, but it's never quite real. That's true. And I think for me, and I've seen all those shows, everything from Frequency um, to uh, how many shows? The Munsters had ham radio. Um, The new CW show Frequency. um, it, It goes on and on. And Almost always ham radio is shown, first of all, inaccurately. It's usually uh, an old CB radio or a big box labeled ham radio with some blinking lights on it or something like that. Or it's viewed negatively. That is to say, you know, hams are guys sitting in their basement 
talking to each other on these old vintage radios. So if we were going to do ham radio on our show, I wanted it to be accurate and I wanted it to be as positive a portrayal as possible. And I especially wanted the equipment to be really cool and modern and especially digital. And that's kind of what we've accomplished, I think, so far. So as a result of, of doing all this, uh, Tim um, Allen got his ham license. So how often does he get on the air and, and any, any secrets about where to find him <laughs> on the air every once in a while? Well, you know, he does. He's, um, we ha- of course, on the show, we have a ton of ham gear. And if anyone that watches the show, you, you pretty much see it every week. And uh, personally, Tim, I know that he asks me a lot of questions. So I know when he's more or less on. Of course, I'm not going to re- divulge the, the secrets of when and where he might be because, my goodness, you can imagine he'd get the pileup of a lifetime. And it would probably scare him away from ham radio, but be- because it was it was Tim that wanted ham radio on the show, because um, I think he saw it as a good way to stay in touch with his family as he moves around the country. And of course, he's right. And the first piece of gear that we got for him was um, an ICOM D Star radio, because you know as you move around the country on HF, you may or may not be able to make contact. But for the most part, with D Star. You can go anywhere and at least get back to your home base, you know, either through the radio and a repeater or through a DVAP or a dongle or whatever. And I can tell that he does use the radio by, by the, the conversations we have. Although I have to say, you know, Tim works hard and long hours. So when he's with us on the show, I can sort of tell what he's doing. But when he goes home, that's his personal life. So what he does on the weekends or at nights, I, I, I certainly don't monitor his activities. And uh, that's, of course, when he would be playing with radios just like all of us do. And uh, it's hard for me to report about that because I'm certainly not spying on Mr. Allen. So, um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) one of the reasons we created, uh, we could talk about later, we created the club, the the Last Man Standing Amateur Radio Club, which and and got the call sign KA6LMS, was to allow our licensed um, operators that didn't have general class or above privileges and or Tim the ability to go on the air using the club call. So that helps a little bit with anonymity if you want to go on the air and not be mobbed under your original call sign. So that might be some secret information. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you've been able to use that that rig quite a bit. Uh, You guys have been able to uh, get on every week um, with uh, some of the crew and, and some of the cast, maybe uh, tell us the best way to find you uh, on the air from the set of last man standing. And tell us a little bit about the, uh, the setup. Of course, we see the, the rig and everything, uh, but what's the uh, antenna setup? Well, you know, I've gone through many, many antennas. Um, currently I've got two inverted V's on the roof of the stage. So now the, the quick backstory we are a 20th Century Fox television show, and we air on ABC, and we produce the show at CBS in Studio City, California. So we're in stage nine, which is the Seinfeld stage. So it's a really good karma stage. We have a lot of luck there. And it's about 60 feet high. So on the roof of that stage, I've got a 40-meter inverted V and a 20-meter inverted V, and they are uh, radio waves uh, dipoles. And I'm using LMR 400 all the way up there because I like to keep as much power going up there as possible. And those those cables come down to our ICOM IC7700 in the uh, Mike Baxter office in the fictitious Outdoor Man store. 
And that's the basics of it. I can't run any power because I am about a thousand feet away from the West Coast Broadcast Center for CBS. And they would probably frown on our operation if we took their yeah. nightly news off the air. That, that might cause a, a, a rough war, too. Absolutely. Um, and they've been amazing. When you think about where I am physically and the ability to run uh, ham radio, it's uh, it's pretty wonderful, and it's it's mostly due to uh, Tim Holly, who's one of the engineers at CBS, who's an extra class and, a, and an old friend of mine, who kind of helped us uh, get permission to do all this stuff. But it's it's really worked great. We go on the air usually on Tuesday nights during our dinner breaks. Um, the crew plays ping pong and listens to music, and we go over to the Mike Baxter radio, flip on the radio, and we work twenty or forty meters. And we've also worked D Star. And um, we only have about an hour, an hour and a half, and we'll, on average, make about 100 contacts. And I don't know of any other TV show that ever uh, had a real live ham radio station transmitting from the set uh, minutes before the actors take positions. I mean, when we're in Mike Baxter's office and we're transmitting, within about, um, let's say, 30 minutes after we go QRT, the actors are standing right in front of those radios that you see on the air every week. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it sounds just, just like a, a grand time and a, and a great place, uh, to come visit. And you've had several guests, uh, able to come out and visit the station and you've got some people that I know real well, uh, that, uh, that I've seen, uh, growing up, uh, tell us about, uh, your, your next uh, guest family that's coming out to uh, to <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about it. on December uh, on December sixth. Now we shoot our show on Tuesday nights, and we shoot in front of a live audience of about 200 guests. And on December sixth, the Lee family is coming out. Now, as if if your listeners are not familiar, the Lee family is an entire family of uh, ham radio operators starting from mom and dad all the way down to, I believe, eight years old. Is it, is it uh, Hannah or, yeah. or Faith? Faith. That's, uh, yeah. she's, the, she's the youngest extra in the country, and we're going to carve out some time to put the family on the radio, and I'm um, hoping we'll get our biggest pileup ever uh, on that night. So the, the way to, to um, track with whatever we're doing on the air is to go to our KA0XTT Facebook page, and I will always post uh, information about our operations on that Facebook page. Um, we generally don't know whether we'll be on 40 or 20 until we kind of get a sense of the propagation for that night. Then we'll fish around for a clear frequency, and um, once we find one, I post it on the Facebook page, and then oftentimes we'll spot ourselves on uh, one of the spotting networks. Um, always have a big pilot. And it's just a lot of fun for us. Um, in fact, we had operations last uh, Tuesday of one of our club members, Rob, who's AA6RA, and he was one of the VE, um, VE um, uh, for the Tim Allen uh, test. So he's a friend of the show and uh, a great ham. And he, uh, we had tough, tough propagation last week, but he pulled out about 60 or 70 people. So I, uh, my hat's off to Rob. Yeah, I saw the uh, the video from that, and yeah, he was having to fight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was worth it. We had some great, um, you know, the, the the trick is, it's easy to just go with the the biggest signals, but 
he really worked at it and he pulled out some, some real noisy signals and, you know, that's really what you're supposed to do, I think. So we really enjoy it. And, um, oftentimes we record it so other people can enjoy hearing themselves on the radio and seeing themselves coming into the Mike Baxter radios on the set. Now I know James is going to love that trip too, because he does a lot of film work too. So, Mm -hmm. so that'll be, Oh yeah. I mean, uh, you know, ham radio is not our primary thing as, as I'm sure, you know, um, we are a family comedy. We're a multi-camera sitcom. So we shoot four camera, high definition television. It's basically like a play, like a stage play shot in front of a live audience. So it's a real fun place to be. And, you know, it's, especially if you can snake your way down onto the stage and, you know, the hams have a little bit of an edge because oftentimes if you're coming to the show and you, and you let me know ahead of time and my, uh, my email address is uh, easy to find and I will oftentimes bring hams down on the stage and let them take a picture with the gear and all that stuff. So, you know, we've had just so much fun with this whole concept of having ham radio on the show that, uh, I don't know. So hopefully, keep going for a few more years. Yeah, you've you've got six in, and you know, on a show that's that's pretty good, and you're still going strong. So, uh, hopefully, that will continue. Well, it's time to pay some of the bills, but I'll be back, and we will start taking your calls right after this message from Tower Electronics, right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's Dime Store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a HamFest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and ham sticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and Hampro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. You get a 5-9. You get a 5-9. Everybody gets a 5-9. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. We'd like to thank Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. They'll be at the Montgomery, Alabama Ham Fest on Saturday and Okeechobee, Florida on November 26th. Call 920-435-2973 if you can't make it to one of those or visit their website at pl-259.com and tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. Be sure to listen to Ham Talk Live every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on HamTalkLive.com. Also, check out our Facebook page and Twitter feed. Just search for Ham Talk Live. Well, it's time for your calls now. So if you have a question for John about the Last Man Standing show or the setup, give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812 812- 
NetHam1. Give us a call. Or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live. Or you can tweet at Ham Talk Live. And uh, you can also post on the comments there if you're listening on uh, Spreaker. But if you have any uh, uh, questions or comments for John, why well, go ahead and give us a call. Again, the phone number is 812 NetHam1. Uh, while we're waiting on uh, the calls to come in, John, um, I want you to talk a little bit about um, how you feel the media deals with ham radio and, and what, as hams, we should be um, learning from that. Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that. It's like, it's important for us to keep ham radio alive. And that means we need to attract young people or people in general to the hobby. But, you know, for the most part, the media has not been kind to us. Um, they do tend to see us as um, old people sitting in basements talking on radios. And, of course, there's so much more to ham radio than that. Um, I'd like to see a little bit less coverage of emergency operations only and maybe a little bit more coverage of how much fun ham radio is and how much one can learn from it. I know for me... I just delighted in everything I could learn about electronics and radio propagation from playing with ham radios and a little bit less about emergencies. But, you know, on field day, you get a lot of coverage on uh, local news and all they talk about is how hams are preparing for the ultimate disaster. And uh, although we certainly are capable of handling disasters and certainly do participate in that, what I think they're missing is just how much fun it is and how much one can learn from it. I, I would agree that uh, you know there needs to be some some balance there uh, of those kinds of things, and uh, hopefully we can we can work on that and, and and make it a little more balanced. There's so many different aspects of ham radio, and it's like you know somebody asks you, well, just what is ham radio, and and it's kind of hard because there there's so many different modes and so many different things that you can do with it that um, it it's hard to sum it all up. Yeah. It's almost an obstacle. I have to tell you because we've now licensed something in the neighborhood of 30, 30 some odd people on the show. Um, and they'll, they'll pass their test. And then the VEs are so exuberant about ham radio and they start filling them with, Oh, and you can, you know, repeaters and satellites and, you know, all and they, and like you see their eyes start to glaze. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> it's like, it's too much information because ham radio is a massive hobby. There are so many little subdivisions of things you can do that you don't want to scare someone away. And I, I've heard the term people use um, the elevator speech, which is to say the very short, concise explanation of what ham radio is. And we all need to have that in our back pocket because honestly, on the show, the one thing I could hope for would be that someone might see all that equipment on my show and ask their neighbor who has a ham radio antenna, hey, what is that stuff? And what is ham radio? And how does that work? And then hopefully that person, that one of my viewers could say, you know, in a, in a very simple and concise way, here's what ham radio is and what it could do for you in a way that might entice somebody to check it out a little bit more. Very good. 812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number. Give us a call. 812-638-4261, or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live if you're Mike Shy or 
Uh, you can also Skype us at Ham Talk Live. So give us a call with any uh, questions or comments about uh, Last Man Standing and and uh, John's role in that with both the Ham Station and producing the show. Um, now you've had several guests. Uh, you've got. We talked about the Leah family coming soon. Uh, what are some of the other guests that you've had, and, and um, any others coming up soon that we should take note of? Well, you know, over the years, I've had some wonderful people. You know, Gordon West came to our show very early on and did an entire episode of Ham Nation live from the set, which was real fun for us. And, uh, and Bob Heil came by, and they both got to meet Tim Allen, and that was a fun night. And then, of course, I've had Katie Allen, and uh, Katie Allen came down to the show with uh, with uh, Dwayne, her husband, and also uh, at that same time, um, Chip Margelli and Janet Margelli came down, and all of them worked the station and got uh, got their each their own huge pileup, but of course, none bigger than Katie's, because Katie was, you know, she's a fairly known commodity as a ham radio celebrity, and also coming from the stage was was a good way to go. I've had Michael Corey, who's the, I believe, the um, emergency manager coordinator for the ARRL, came and worked CW. In fact, there's a a, C, uh, a QSL card on my QSL wall of fame from Japan, from uh, a contact that Mike made. Um, we regularly have uh, guest operators. Um, I, I will say that it's a, it's a little hard for the crew. The crew loves the radio stuff and wants to play with it. But when we're on the radio, we're minutes away from shooting the show. So it, uh, it can sort of be distracting, too. So it is, it is helpful for me to have guest operators. And I've had a number of skilled guest operators, um, not the least of which is Rob AA6RA, who was there last week. And, in fact, you can see a video of Rob on our KA0XTT Facebook page. Um, kind of a fun night. So, you know, we uh, – we, we use it as best we can, and we get as many people on the air and as many contacts as we can possibly make. Um, unfortunately, we can only do it during our dinner break, so it, it's a, it's only an hour to an hour and a half. Um, and we are, as, as are all hams, we're at the mercy of the propagation of each individual night. Um, so we do the best we can. We've worked 20 meters. We've worked 40 meters. We had uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had um, Ed and uh, Amy who are part of the D-Star uh, Info um, uh, organization, working D-Star. And um, I wanted to do that so that, you know, there are technicians that cannot cannot contact on 20 or 40. And 10's not such a good uh, band for us uh, at night on the stage, as you can imagine. So that gave the technicians a way in. Um, and I think our yeah. goal is to work as many modes and as many bands as we can so everybody has a shot at us. Oh, that's great. I appreciate you doing that. And I'm sure uh, speak for a lot of others that uh, that appreciate you taking the uh, effort to, to make all of that happen. And so if you have, or if you have a question, give us a call at 812-NETS-AM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Give us a call. Uh, we've still got a little time left here in the show. So uh, give us a call and chime in here on uh, Last Man Standing. 812 net ham one so how many of the crew uh and the the cast um have ended up becoming hams as a result of all this 
Well, you know, I don't actually have an exact number. I, I think we're in the middle 30s of uh, licensed ham members. And, of course, what happens on a, on a TV show is from season to season, people come and go. So um, people that I might have licensed in the first season might have left in the third, and then some new people took tests. Um, so, you know, overall, probably 30, 35. Uh, on the show currently, probably in the 20s. I have a couple of people that are studying right now, probably three people that are studying right now that will will test in the next few weeks. Um, Generally, when a crew member um, takes and passes a test, we give them a free handheld radio and um, some other incentives to to do it. But I think it started for me when I realized many of my young crew members, you know, the, the TV show is... You know, they say about war, it's like hours of nothing followed by moments of uh, terror. And a TV show is like that, where we have we have a pretty much our days are tend to be 10 hour days and you sit around a lot. And then suddenly you're like involved in the production, which is very intense. So it occurred to me that rather than having my production assistants and writers assistants sitting around Facebooking and texting each other, they could they could learn something. So I proposed in season one, that if uh, if the kids wanted to you know pick up the question pool and start reading and talking about the uh, questions, that we would do it and provide them with a radio if they passed the test. And and we had quite a lot of takers. And it's funny to hear them going from downloading music illegally one day to talking about <laughs> SWR the next. <laughs> you know, I thought that was just so much fun. I, I the first time I heard somebody talking about. Wavelength, wavelength versus frequency outside my office. I'm like, oh, we may be on to something here. Ah, there you go. Right? Yeah, and then, um, you know, and, it, and it's not, I would think that people think like, well, we've made a whole lot of technicians, but that's not true either because we've got a number of uh, people that have since upgraded to both general and extra. And I'll tell you that um, our, our video engineer, Doug, who, he's an extra class, and one of my favorite success stories is our mixer, Laura. Now, Laura came to us with no idea about ham radio. And most people on the show had no idea what ham radio was. And Laura got excited about it. She studied, passed the technician with us, passed the general the next year, and passed the extra the third year. And she's now K-I-6, uh, K6MIX, which is a perfect call sign if you're a sound mixer. Oh, yeah. That's, that's beautiful. You know, She's really enjoying it. She got on the air um, last season and first time ever on HF created a big pileup and worked it pretty flawlessly when you consider, you know, you can, you know what a pileup is like. And my goodness, when we get a pileup, it could be a thousand people calling your, calling your name. So she did great and it was a real fun thing to watch. Uh, But of course, when we turn the radio off, we've got to go shoot a show. So it's um, we have to be careful about how much stress we put the crew through before the show. Sure. Usually sure. while we're operating, uh, if anyone's ever watched any of the videos I've posted on the uh, KA6LMS Facebook page, you can hear the noise level slowly growing. And while we're operating, at a certain point, it becomes impossible to operate because – the audience loads into the to the uh, audience uh, to the bleachers. The warm up we have a warm up comedian who entertains them while we're waiting for the show to start, and there's a DJ playing music. So you're the operator trying to make trying to bust pileups, 
and at the same time you're listening to loud music <laughs> coming from the DJ and jokes coming from the warm-up guy and also the crews playing ping pong in the background and you know it's just that you know moments before the show starts before we all sort of take our places so it's a uh, it's a challenging place to work for radio but it's 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 sort of I think it adds to the fun and the immediacy of being on the radio moments before the show starts. That reminds me of some of the uh, CW uh, training uh, videos uh, that Gordon West made uh, because he would, uh, you know, be going along and then all of a sudden the vacuum cleaner starts up and <laughs> <laughs> you got a copy code over the vacuum cleaner, you know, and, and so it is distracting. It, it's tough to, uh, to be able to focus on that while you've got uh, all the music blaring and everything. So that, that absolutely, is, it's, that it's like difficult. real, real world training. Um, I did a few weeks ago. I tried something I think is fun. And that is because people always, you know, people are very disappointed when you have to pull the plug and there's a point where you just really need to get off the stage because we need to make that set, you know, ready to go for the actors. So I had a camera pointed at the audience in real time, and I posted it as a little uh, tile in the bottom of the, of the image. So you could see the operator working on the main part of the screen, and in the bottom corner you can see the audience slowly loading in, and you can hear the noise level increase. And I thought it was really kind of cool because you can kind of see why, oh, they have to get off the air now because now there's 200 people talking and clapping and yelling and screaming and the music is playing. So it at least gave our ham fans a sense of what's really happening while we're on the radio. Um, you know, now if you're on CW with headphones, it's not so bad. But if you're if you're on SSB, it's kind of hard to keep talking once you're hearing uh, loud music playing in the background with the audiences cheering. Yeah, that that would be a bit of a distraction. So it sounds like a, a lot of fun and, and a great thing that, uh, that it's all come together. And so I, I'm so glad you, you stopped in here and, uh, um, gave us a chance to get a little insight on, um, how the whole production works and, and how you're able to, uh, get the, uh, the rig going and get it, the station operated. So give us a call. Uh, we're going to run out of time here shortly, uh, but give us a call if you have any comments about the show or questions about the show uh, or anything for John. Give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. We have uh, just a few minutes remaining, so I want to give everybody a chance to, uh, to call in and uh, say hello or... Uh, um, ask, um, anything uh, about the operation there. Um, now, now here's something I need to do because I worked you guys a couple of weeks ago with, with some students of mine at school. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what do you do with, uh, QSLs? What, what's your, your QSL, uh, well, we, policy, we are, um, absolutely. Well, we, we are, we're KA6 LMS for last man standing. And, um, what we ask is that you simply send us – we like to have your QSL card if you have one. And if you don't, it's not essential. Maybe just a note on a piece of paper and a self-addressed stamped envelope to the address on our QRZ. So our QRZ page is good for KA6LMS. 
and uh, we will respond with this special KA6LMS um, uh, QSL card that we had made. And it's, it's, a, it's a very cool card. I mean, we have a number of QSL cards that we've created over the time. Again, we've been on for six years now. So certainly the first one was Mike Baxter's card, uh, KA0XTT, which is a fictitious call sign, although it sounds real, pretty real. And we've been giving those cards away for years. We've given probably 8,000 KA0XTT cards away. And then the next one we had created was um, Mike's daughter, Mandy, the middle daughter, Mandy, who is seen on our episode uh, 217 on the radio. Um, And she became KF0XIE, which if you kind of write that on a piece of paper, spells Foxy because she is Foxy. (laughs) And we had a special call, a uh, special uh, QSL card made for her. And we've given many thousands of those away. And then we decided at a certain point, let's make a, let's have a club. So we created the Last Man Saying Amateur Radio Club and got uh, KA6 LMS, which I, which I like that call sign quite a lot. And um, we don't really ID as last man standing because, you know, there are some rules and regulations as you imagine, for the, with the FCC. We're sure. not specifically promoting the show. We can't really talk too much about, you know, if you, if you call me on the radio, I'm not going to tell you to tune in on Friday nights at 8 o'clock on ABC because that would be wrong. Um, right. But, but we can do that on the Internet. Well, we can certainly <laughs> do that here. <laughs> and I, I, I always say that the um, most important thing that any ham can do for ham radio really is to watch Last Man Standing on Friday nights on ABC. Um, but we would never do that on the air. But so we're, we're a little vague about that. Um, but I think that, you know, the hams know where we are and know who they are. I think they delight in seeing the radio equipment on the set and uh, just knowing that it's real and that it all works. Um, it's kind of an unusual thing. I don't know anybody that's done it, but, uh, it was a lot of fun for me to do personally. I installed it all myself, climbed onto the roof of the stage, put up the antennas, balanced them with my uh, Comet uh, CA500 antenna analyzer and <laughs> made them, I mean, I don't know that I've tuned any antennas in my life any better than those. They're they're completely flat SWR. And uh, with the IC7700, we're putting at about 200 watts. So I think we're ahead of the game and um, we make a lot of contacts. Um, I'm, I'm happy for everyone that tries to contact us and we do the best we can to dig everyone out. Even if you're not a strong signal, call us and we will try our best to contact you. Send us a SAZE, get our QSLs. It's, uh, you know, we do it for a reason. We do it because we enjoy it and because we have a love of ham radio and we want to try to keep this great hobby going as long as possible before before the cellular companies try to horn in on our uh, spectrum. <laughs> take, take all the spectrum away, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we do have a picture of the um, KA6 LMS um, QSL card on our Facebook page and uh, Twitter feed, so you can check that out. We do have a tweet here um, from Mike Wood. Uh, he was uh, talking, uh, referring to the uh, working the pileups uh, with all the stage noise and said, my dad learned CW in the British Army with instructors that were whacking canes on tables <laughs> to distract them. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's it's reality. You, you got to deal with uh, with all that noise around, and so uh, so it's, it's good true. It's, it's like that. You know, there's a point where I'm I'm usually on on the stage with whoever's operating, 
And, you know, we feel bad about having to pull a plug at some point, but you could just, we just look at each other and go, okay, well, at this point, the crowd is cheering and the, you know, the warm up guy is telling jokes and all this stuff is happening. Oh, that's, I'm going to have to kill that. How do I do no. that? <laughs> just like this. <laughs> like, like this, as a matter of fact, speaking of. You take of the battery the out of a phone happen, and it stops yeah. ringing. And yeah. um, it's, it's exactly like whacking a cane on a table because. As I say, uh, you know, I have had comments from people. It's like, I love your show, but I hate your fake laugh track. And to, to them, I challenge them and say, come to our show and be, become a part of our quote unquote fake laugh track. Because the laugh track is 200 people that love the show and love Tim Allen. And they laugh their heads off and applaud. And that's great for the show. But of course, it's bad for ham radio operation because it's pretty distracting. <laughs> Well, it, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, just you know, you may have to fight through that a little bit, but uh, that's it. But it, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, always a challenge, and uh, you know that, that's that's a lot of what a ham radio is all about is trying to figure out how to work the place you want to work with with the conditions that you're dealt uh, on a given day. And of course, we know conditions these next few years are not going to be great, so. Uh, you you got to accept the challenge and fight your way through it. I agree. And I think what we're going to try to do is um, use all of the modes um, and all of the bands that we can to try to extend that. So we have not at this point done anything like um, any of the digital uh, voice formats, but I'd like to try to do that. And uh, we probably at some point we'll do some ready. We'll do some, um, you know, some of the digital text formats and uh, everything we can do. And, I just want to try to include everybody. We, we've done a number of CW uh, sessions already. But beyond that, I want to do whatever I can to get more people to contact us who want. I know the technicians have a tough time because 10 meters would not really be that uh, fruitful for us at uh, 4 o'clock at night, um, especially this time as, as we approach solar minimums. Um, so that's why we did a D star night. And I, I think we'll do other digital voice formats as time goes on and other uh, text-like formats. So we're going to try to cover all the bases and include as many people as we can. That's wonderful, John. Thank you. And speaking of running out of time, we've run out of time. So thank you so much for for coming on, and uh, we'll be listening for you. My pleasure. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, John Amadeo, NN6JA, and everyone out there in cyberspace for listening, and our tweeter tonight, and invite you all back in two weeks. Uh, we are going to take next week off for Thanksgiving, so give thanks next week, and then we'll be back the following Thursday. And our guest uh, that following Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time will be Harold Kramer, WJ1B. He's going to be here to talk about his key collection and his experiences as the former COO at the American Radio Relay League. For a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.
Luck from Ham Talk Live.